Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin. And, Linda, i got to tell you, we got a call from a fan today. This is a true story. This happened this morning. Um, we got a call from a fan today saying that she listened to our show, the one with Barry Eaton. You guys can find it on iTunes or at toginetradio.com, uh, Barry Eaton, E-A-T-O-N. Uh, we did a show about the afterlife and spirituality and kind of what happens when you die. And, and um, she was is in the midst of losing her father and there's a lot of family drama going on not only around the death of her father but because of other family situations and she she listened to our show and it had such a profound effect on her that she was compelled to look me up find my company call me on the phone introduce herself and tell me that she was able to go teach her elementary school class she was able to go do all these things because of our show linda and i was so touched i was so happy i was so proud of our show well that's what our show does and you know that just reiterates the importance of our message you know it's bringing it's it's bringing people in line with who they really are and the power that we have and that you know, life here on earth is wonderful and we want to make that heaven on earth, but there's more to it. And, you know, Powered Up is about the more to it. Um, not only, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just taken back because you sent me her, you know, you sent me uh, the little script of her call. And um, can you just imagine, you've touched a life. And and if you can touch a life and make somebody's bad moments, she's losing her dad, but she's taking away the fear. We're taking away the fear. And, I mean, it's doing that for me, too. And I think it's just such a marvelous gift. It is. It is. And, you know, our whole life we have to transition. You know, I think about all the transitions my kids have been through. You know, I took them to their first kindergarten, day of kindergarten, another transition from being at home to kindergarten or preschool. Then they transitioned to junior high or, you know, middle school, I think they call it today. Um you know, and then there's a whole different different transition. Then they transition to high school. Then some transition to college. Some transition into parenthood. Some transition. There's a transition like every time you turn around in life. And 
I love that we can talk about how to navigate these transitions, whether it's a transition from, you know, our body to the afterlife or our transition as we age or our transition as we emptiness, divorce, you know, remarry, all these different things that we we kick around every week, Linda. Transitioning is the big deal, like being able to transition, being able to navigate without having your world fall apart. No, absolutely. And the biggest transition that we all have, and there's nobody on the earth that's exempt from that, is, you know, the transition from spirit to, to body and then eventually back to spirit. I mean, that's the, that's the ultimate transition. And then we have all of these transitions in between. I think the transitions in between, um, as Barry said on the show, is, you know, the, the things that we sort of contracted to do while we were still in spirit before we came to body to do uh, before we go back. Because if we do those things here this time, then maybe we don't have to repeat them next time. If, if you know, and I do believe there's a next time. I know everybody doesn't believe that, but I, I, I can't help but just wonder if there isn't a next time, what's the purpose of one lifetime? Because it's so short and so it goes by so quickly. And if we're, you know, if, there, if we're not preparing for the bigger picture, then it doesn't seem to have a, a purpose at all. So that's just my own, you know, that's what I believe. Well, and, you know, and I think especially as we, um, you know, we get a little older in life, you know, we, you know, I know there's lots of my friends who lost their parents in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, but I'll say in your late 40s, early 50s, and 60s, you know, parents tend to drop like flies, and um, there are so many people in my peer group now that are experiencing, you know, illness and death of loved ones, where we were kind of insulated to that for some of us, uh, in our younger years. And so talking about this stuff and, and thinking about where we're going to transition, you know, what, what, what does the next phase of our life mean to you or me? It's definitely worth talking about. No, absolutely. And it's, it's not that, you know, we all have plans, but you know, I wonder how many of our plans really, you know, come to be. How, you know, do they do they really materialize? But it's being able to bob and weave as things come at us, and then know that no matter what comes at us, we're going to be okay. And I think that that's, you know, that's the gift that we can give ourselves is not to be afraid. Interesting. And see, you know, what I took away from it and, you know, and, and, you know, and we're so much alike and so different, you know, that's why I love doing the show with you, um, is that I didn't feel like I needed to hurry anymore. You know, there was a big part of me that is like, I better get this done before. I better get this done before I get old, before I get this, before I get that, you know, thinking like, this is it. This is my one shot. This is my one chance to, to get some of this stuff done. And when I found out, you know, what Barry shared with us, I started to enjoy my life more because I felt that it wasn't, since it wasn't really what I thought it was and I could become more relaxed in my execution of my life and enjoy it more. It was just really crazy that that's, you know, that's kind of what came out of it. Well, you know, it is, I mean, all of the spiritual laws say all we really have is the moment. And so many of us are not enjoying the moment because we're looking like you were 
<laughs> and I'm using the word were, um, were thinking about next and next and next and next and next. So when you're always thinking about next and next and next and next, you don't you you're you haven't got the time to really sit down and enjoy what you have right now. And I'm older than you, and I'm just learning to do that now. So you know, for a lot of us, it's not an easy task. But once you kind of get into the swing of slowing down and enjoying the moment, I mean, life becomes much sweeter. It really does. Because I'm, you know, I, I've been type A all my life, and I guess I still am, but the edge is off. It, it's a much softer type A. Well, that's what I felt. It's like the edge is off. You know, I don't feel like, you know, if I don't get this done right now, the world's not going to fall apart. If I don't, you know, I'm on this planet and I'm here to do these things. But if I don't get it done today, in some respects, you know, I could get it done in the afterlife. I could get it done tomorrow. You know, it, it just, I don't know, it just changed my perspective a lot. Yeah, no, if you think that, you know, so many things don't matter, and we make such a big deal out of everything, and most things, you know, when you look back maybe a month or two, you don't even remember the things you were so crazy about today, you know, so just, you know, just get over it, and everything isn't all that very, very important. No, it's really not. You know, that was the other funny thing that came, you know, with so much of this stuff, there is so much stress involved in in living that, you know, to know that, that, you know, I think of how stressed I was, you know, with what is wrong with my mom? Where is she? Where did she go? You know, and I know everybody who's lost a parent or a child or a friend one or a spouse or whatever goes through that same thing. And to know that, that they're okay to know that there's a place after just help me get peace of mind. Cause I always accepted that, you know, as a part of scripture growing up, you know, in my, my, my Christian faith always said, okay, well, there's an afterlife. There's this, there's that. But it's another thing to hear somebody just out of the blue talk about what it looks like, tastes like, and feels like. And that to me was really fascinating. No, it is. And, and the thing, you know, so that's, you know, Barry is one person and there are now, so many more people talking about it. It's like they're coming out of the closet. Spirituality is coming out of the closet. People are stressed beyond belief. The world is moving so fast. There's so much going on that you need, you just need to, 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 to slow down and, and just get in touch. So more and more people are talking about this things similar to what Barry was talking about. So everybody can't be crazy. You know, and we had the Pope in town. We're, you know, I'm in New York City, and we had the Pope here for two days. It was amazing, amazing, amazing to see how many people came out to greet him, to love him. They were just waiting for hours and hours for him to pass by and, you know, just get a glimpse or a wave. And he was sending this wonderful message of, you know, just be out there, be human, help, help everybody. Don't talk about it, do it. And that's it. Don't talk about it, do it. 
Well, and I think, you know, Linda, you're right about this because I look at the guests we've had. I look at the the shows, you know, we've had over the past year. But I also look at what the media is doing. And I see, like, you know, I listen to Joel Osteen every every day almost. I, you know, I catch his old stuff. It, you know, it just, it perks me up in the morning. And it gives me, um, it gives me something to think about in a new and different way. And it's all about taking action. I think, you know, as a country, as a population, maybe as a world, We've kind of rested a lot over the past years. We haven't really focused on what we can do as individuals to make a difference. Uh, I don't think we've rested. I think we've been so busy surviving that we haven't, you know, that we have been just focusing on the wrong things. And, the, you know, and the world shows it. You know, if we would just learn to accept each other, we're all one, oneness, 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 then there, we wouldn't have the messes that we have now. So, you know. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Which I think, cha- know. But change is in the air. Change is in the air. I see more and more people. I see more media. I see the people are starting to grasp on to what's, what's really important, like this show. Well, and I think people are tired. You know, they're tired of the same old thing. They're tired of struggling, tired of waiting, and tired of of hoping into a new future when there's ways that we can, you know, like I think of how we talked about, um, you know, watching a traumatic event instead of participating in it and seeing what, um, you know, like kind of what that does for you. Information about book publishing is power, the power to change your authoring life, and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific, you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Riles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. 
Hi, ladies. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and we are going to be visiting with Joyce Buford today. And this is really fun, Linda, because it's right in our wheelhouse, you know, as we talk about, you know, spirituality and transition and... and um I want you to share, though, with our guests before we bring on Joyce, just for a minute, about the transition that you're going through. You know, everybody knows mine is always drama, 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 divorce, dead mother, you know, take your pick. Um, but you're going through a different kind of transition, and I find it really interesting to watch. As much as I love you, it's also fascinating. Thank you for being my little science project. <laughs> oh, gee. Am I in a Petri dish here? Um, I, I, the transition is what I was saying in the last segment, is I'm slowing down, and I don't feel the compulsion to do, do, do. And even though I'm doing, you know, I'm doing my work with Shining Service, and, and you know, that, uh, and we're doing, we're starting a new project of helping uh, women veterans with a coordinated care pilot, but even with that, I'm not, I'm so calm. Uh, the work is getting done, and then we're going to have it. And, you know, it, it's this. If it works, it's fine. And you know what? If it doesn't work and we can't raise the money to do it, that's going to be fine, too. Because I think it's, if, when you go into something, when you're in that good space, good things happen, rather than get all bent out of shape and, and get fearful and nervous about it to say, well, this is never going to get off the ground because I can't, I can't raise the money for it then, it, then it's doomed before it even starts. So I'm enjoying my quiet time. I'm even enjoying going to the country more. I'm enjoying time with my dog more. Um, I, and it, it's, it's very different than me always having to be getting things done and having everything in its place. You know, Linda, I've watched you over the years, and I, I see that. I've seen you make these remarkable shifts. And, you know, I won't say changes because I, I, you know, I haven't seen you change that much, but I've seen your kind of behaviors change, and, you know, you, you open up to me like a flower. Um, and I, it's been so much fun to be your friend during this process. Um, and I'd like to bring on uh, Joyce Buford. I'd like to get her take on this. Now, Joyce Buford, she is uh, – she's many things uh, – she is an empowerment speaker. She's a coach. She's she's got her own radio um, presence, and she has this great program called Uncover Your Hidden Genius. And so, right. you can check well, her out at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com. But I'd like to bring her on. And well, before her, we do, I just want to, I, you know, I just want to share with the audience. You know, the, the, I got this uh, from Joyce, and I think women can relate to it, and then Joyce can talk about it. And, you know, are you someone who is in a big transition and it's overwhelming? I wonder how many can say yes to that one. Or I feel like I've lost the real me. Or I feel disconnected from what is most important to me. Or I want to move forward in my life but don't know what to do first. So if you can raise your hand or say yes to any of those four statements that I just made, then you're going to want to listen to Joyce because um, she says that she's got the answers that can really help us. So, yes, bring on Joyce. Okay, <laughs> Joyce. <laughs> ah, thank you, ladies. It's great to be here. So Okay. You- so what do we do, Joyce? We're in, let's take it step by step. Linda's okay. talked about a big transition. It's overwhelming. Why does that happen, and what do we do about it? 
Well, you know, we're so busy from early age, really taking on and and forget to look at who we are. And we start trying to fit into the world around us. And it is amazing that Linda is realizing, and I can tell that she's been spent her whole life being a, a tremendous uh, leader in the in the women world and it's it's wonderful to see that as we go she has the confidence to realize that overwhelming is not where she has to stay and that by pulling back and doing enjoying life enables her to still achieve as much as she was doing before it is that right linda um, yes, but you know, I, and I'm sure you'll agree with this. As we get older, our, um, our, our priority list change, our goals change too. So, you know, right. I certainly, um, you know, in, in, when I, in my 30s and 40s and even, well, you know, the fire in my belly and even in my 50s, <laughs> but the fire is there, but it's, it's, it's calmed down. It's not a raging fire, yeah. but it's a very peaceful fire. Right, right. Well, uh, you know, when I think we, I spoke with a lady last week, and um, she, what happens when we get into our overwhelm is that we just, our brain just doesn't work. We get almost frozen, if you might say. And we were kind of discussing about where she was in her life, and she was just overwhelmed, just covered with stress from husband's illness, from daughter's illness, from life had just put her in a box and she couldn't think. And it it was just being able to talk with somebody and tell them about that, what was happening, that all of a sudden she started thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, I left that part out of me. I stopped doing that part for me. And I just stopped caring about me because I was caring for my whole environment around me. And I think that's what happens to so many of us as we age and start the, the, the transitions that our lives go in. It turns into taking care of so many other people and not us. So uh, my story is about realizing and helping women identify who they are and reconnect with who they are inside not so much the outside, but the inside woman that is crying to say, I'm here. Come find me. I want to be alive again and be more of your life. That's how I look at a woman's transition. Well, you know, I, I got this, too, that you believe that each of us comes to Earth knowing who we are and what brings us joy. Mm. It is through the need to adapt to our environments to survive that cause us to lose our connection to ourselves. Definitely, definitely. I uh, There's a t- technique I like to use where we actually go back and revisit the little girl that's in us that used to know how she would spend hours playing in the playground and what she was doing. And I like to use that because that little girl is still inside each one of us. And... Um, it's surprising how we we know who she is. We know what she used to love to do. I used to, as a little girl, I used to uh, uh, put, well, this will really tell my age, Linda. 
<laughs> and Sandra, uh, I used to put uh, sheets over the clotheslines. Remember the clotheslines? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still do that, Joyce. That's not a Judas <laughs> thing. I do it in my house right now. You have clothesline poles? I have it hooked between two. Yes, two. I don't have clothesline poles. I have two different support structures for my house that are made of wood. And I'm so sick of smelling the detergent in my house. I hung ropes up there just like old person with, and I bought the little wood clips online and I hang out my sheets and they smell so good. Oh, I love it. Clothespins. They're called clothespins. <laughs> clothespins. Yeah. The little wood things. Yep. Oh, the wood things. Yes, yes. Well, anyway. I used to do that. So, you know, and that's what I got away from that. I got away from the performing, from the uh, being on stage, if we will, and almost became afraid to be that very visible person. For several years, I was. So when one gets back in connection with who she is, that's still inside of us, and we need to reclaim it. That's why I talk about the box. It's on the shelf in the closet. That's what we need to get out and start digging through to reclaim us. Don't you think that um, each one of us comes here to this to this plane with with a purpose, and it it is there. And you know, as you said, when you're very young, you're in connection with that. But then life takes over, and you get so pulled away from that that. Right. Uh, but you know, and then. Hopefully, you get back to it, right? Because because you realize the other stuff just doesn't count. This mm-hmm. doing, you know, living your passion, living your soul journey—that's what makes you happy, and and that counts, right? I I like to uh, talk about the the genius that's inside of us, and the way I use it is not the hundred and forty five plus. Uh, uh, IQ, but it's more the knowing your passion, and the passion is identified with those things you get absolutely lost in. And then there's your talents, which is the talent is those things that are come easy to you. And when you combine those two, the passions of where you get lost in time and the talent that you've been given and you've developed and are easy for you to, to do and like lead or organize or, or uh, cook or decorate or whatever those skills are, that gives you your purpose. We think that because things come easy to us that they're not our gifts, Sometimes we have to work harder to be something that we need to aspire to. But I say we need to claim those things that come to us very easily. And those are our talents. And that's where our passions lie. So when you, like, okay, I'm still struggling with a little bit of, of, of the whole be yourself thing, you know, be back to yourself when I'm still in the midst of, you know, we get all these influences, Joyce, you know, college influences you, your work yep. influences you, your yep. marriages influence you, your family influences you. How do you go back and figure out, like, even as a child, I think, oh my gosh, I was influenced by my brothers. That's why I love hockey or like, how do you separate out? you from the rest of the noise? Well, 
I would say you probably, yes, you may be a, may have been influenced by your brothers, but if you like hockey, you'd like sports probably. And that's something that's part of you. Uh, and claim that is something you enjoy. I was, you know, even if I went out and watched uh, my sister play tennis every day, I'm not really drawn to sports. So I, it's not really one of the things that I enjoy doing. So I think probably connecting to your sports was part of who. Oh. Yeah, no, we're just going to commercial break. Uh, We're going to be back more with Joyce Buford, and we will talk more about finding yourself when we're back. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velazzi's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velazzi is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is 
Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Franklin and the show is flying by and for those of you that missed the first half of this episode, we are available on iTunes under Powered Up Talk Radio. You can go to Global Broadcasting Network station Toginet, T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com and find more shows like this, spiritual shows, self-help goals, empowerment shows. If you are looking to improve your life and make a difference starting now, we're the place you want to listen to. Now we're visiting today with Joyce Buford and she is talking about about transitioning and you know when we are in transition it can be overwhelming as we age we can feel like we've lost ourselves we can feel disconnected from what's important to us and we can want to move forward in life but not know what to do first this is right in Joyce's wheelhouse and before we went to break we were talking Joyce mentioned something about core values and how values change and I want to put this over to Linda first and ask you how your values have changed and then I want Joyce to shrink the uh, the heck out of us and tell us what is going on in this transitional process. So go ahead, Linda. You know, it's really funny. My core values haven't changed that much. I mean, values are are you know I. They're still, they're still there. What was important to me at 30 still, you know, uh, things like, oh, gee whiz. Um, well, you know, core values about being financially okay, that's still very important to me, to taking care of myself, in, you know, health, my spirituality. I have been on this path since I was 29 years old. It is still at the top of my list. My core values haven't changed. What's changed is the, is, it's like a snake. It's some of the, it, it, some of the skin has come off. It, it, it's, it's, it's just, I said it in the last segment, the edge is off. The things that I didn't like to do so much, I'm letting go of. But my core values are still pretty much there because, you know, and I've even added right. some. Right. And I've at, what I've added to is I never thought, you know, everyone talks about, you know, love, 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 love. Um, I think in my younger years I was... I didn't give as much as I do now of myself because I was afraid of love and being hurt. But now love is like really, really important to me. So mm. I've added things to my core values. Um, and, and the other things that I don't think were my core values, they've just kind of gone by the wayside. Right. Core values of, that, that I talk about, they are the same, Linda. I'm not saying they're not the same. We all have core values, and we get them by the age of seven. Uh, they're kind of instilled in us through our parents and our relatives, and we just, we're just we just drawn to them. Like, So if I were to say um, one of my core values is honesty, being real is another one. Um, but in my early 30s, when I was a mother, my my core value was focused more at the family. My core value now is still on family, but the importance of that value is not as high as it was when I was earlier in my life, when they were every day involved in my life. So our core values, you're right, they never change. They're part of us forever, but they do change in their, what do I want to say, ranking or importance? Intensity, maybe. Yes. Yeah, that's a great word. Intensity of where you are in your life. Now, you know, your spiritual life, 
I'm sure that stays the same. But for me, quite right now, my family, my day-to-day life with my family is not as intense as it was back in my 30s. One of the exercises that I like for everyone to do when we work together is that we always do the core values because you're aware of your core values, but there are so many people that don't understand how they play their life. And if they know what they believe in, they actually write them down on paper and say, yes, I believe in that. Yes, I believe in that. Then they can use those core values to create the life they want and know they're of major importance to them. You know, picking a mate, you need to have core values that are very similar or you're going to have a rough road because they don't. You don't agree on some of the very important things that you do. Oh, I'm going to like pipe up from the dummy seats because I, I know what the word core is. I know what the word values mean. Yeah. But how do you know what your core values are? Well, I do this by, by there's a list that there's a list that most people have that, that was created of, of values such as, Linda mentioned something about spiritual, it's about family, about honesty. There's a whole list of them. You can go to core values and you know, Google it, and you can find a list of all of these words. Oh, yeah, you could go to honestyvalueslist.com. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and some and you and some of these words, as you will go down them, you say, "Yes, I'm that. Yes, I'm that. Yes, I'm that. No, I'm not that. That's not important to me." And those are values that have been instilled from in you from early age. Now, I normally in my work ask people to narrow down to ten, so that we can go and get their top five. And the top five are the ones that they're going to run their life with every day or it's very important that they apply their life with these five top values I use five some people may like to use more than five it's entirely up to the person but once you find the words that resonate with you and you know that these are important to you and in your life then that's how you manage your day to day life does that Sandra, make sense? It's almost like um, you're, you're, you're baking a cake. What are the top five ingredients of Sandra? I mean, if you had to name yeah. the, fi- the top five ingredients that make up Sandra, I'm sure that you wouldn't even have to struggle to, to name them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and that would be, you know, who are you? Mm-hmm. See, Does that that's help? funny because, yeah, because you guys are saying these things and it's kind of stumping me. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest. I mean, if I don't understand it, I just say it because I figure if I don't understand yeah. it, there's got to be people listening that don't have a clue. Well, you know, I, I went to the internet while you guys were talking and I found this like core values list. There's 500 things on here. And, but like, you know, there's, it's like, do core values change in different situations? Because, like, if you ask me what's really important in my my work life, well, integrity is important in my work and my personal life. But, like, inspiration and creativity, those are more important to me in my work life than my personal life. So can you have core values? Like, can they differ? 
No, you'd basically have the same core values for personal and business life. They're going to replay in all areas of your life. So I would say, what was the one you said was in business but not in your private life, personal life? Uh, like like um, creativity. Oh, Cassandra. I bet you're creative at home. Cassandra. Just look at yourself. I mean, every weekend she's got a Facebook thing of what she's doing with her kids, and they're going mountain climbing, and they're doing this, and they're going to sh- the shows. And the- I mean, you're so creative with your boys. I mean, that's the same creativity that follows through. I mean, you could be a dud mom and sit there in front of the television set and tell them to, to go out and play, but you're not. You're engaged in their life. That's creative. And entertaining two young boys is very creative in my book. Uh-huh. Okay, I was thinking birthday cakes, thinking scrapbooking, crafting. Like, sorry, I suck at that stuff. So I'm like, well, I must not be very creative in my personal life. So thank you for that, Linda, because I, I ne- it never even occurred to me that those things were creative. Yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I would never think of going out and walking. I'd do something else. But the fact that that's what you like and you take your family, that's, that's awesome. Oh, I'm just going to come on with you guys every week and you can pump me up until I feel better. <laughs> you know, so if you just sit down in a quiet moment, I'm sure that you'll come up with, you know, the top five ingredients that make up Sandra. And 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 they are, they're there. They were brought, they were there from the beginning and they're there now. Yeah. Yeah, Sandra, you can even go to to my little gift if you want and do my do that practice if you'd like. Oh, are you kidding? A gift? I'm there. Yeah. You so just tell me to, about this gift. Where do okay. I go to get this gift? Anybody, can, get it? anybody can do this. It's my freebie. Uh, go to Joyce Buford and Powers slash gift. I mean, dot okay. com slash gift. All right. I'm there. And you can you can do the exercise. Ooh. I would be so I, I'd be delighted in knowing your core values. So would I. Yeah. You know, because Joyce, I'm the type of person, you know, after I got divorced, I went to this therapist and she's like, you need to take, and Linda knows the story, you need to take better care of yourself. And honest to God, I was stumped. Yeah, I just sat there looking at her like, I don't, it's been 10 years, it's been a decade since I've done anything for myself, really? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I, I, that's a pretty typical story. We are such, we are the nurturers of the world. All right. And so we always think of other people. And sometimes we don't, we, we just kind of don't do ourselves justice. So, and it, it, it's a good thing, I guess, in some rights that we care so much about other people, but we must care about ourselves or we die. We dry up. <laughs> and that's why we, we get unhappy. We get stressed. We, we cry out for what's wrong with me. Why can't I do anything? And what, why am I? not living the life that I thought I'd be living. Wow, that's a mouthful. Okay, so we're going to unravel the rest of the universe when we come back from the break. We are visiting with Joyce Buford right now, and so I want you guys to go and and sign up for your free gift. Um, it's JoyceBufordEmpowers.com front slash gift. Are you ready to discover your core values so you can finally build whatever? I'm just going to say whatever because I'm just leaving that open for what the universe is going to bring in. Linda, aren't you proud of me for not trying Absolutely. to control the future? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a good thing. Okay, we're going to be back with Ju- Joyce Buford after the break. This is Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin for Powered Up Talk Radio on Toginet Radio Networks. You can find us on iTunes. More after the break. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velasi is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine, and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and we are visiting today with Joyce Buford. And, you know, the third or the fourth segment of every show, Linda, we really kind of dig into spirit and the soul, and, and you know, so I want to shift gears from core values uh, to talk about um, the spirit and the soul. And I'm going to turn the mic over to you because you're much better at this aspect than I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want I want to ask Joyce, first of all, you know, what what she thinks the soul is 
and 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 then how, and how do we connect to that message that it's sending me? And we were talking about core values. Do you think the messages that the soul is trying to get through to us are connecting with our core? Is it the same message? Is it the core values? I think the soul is the essence of who we are. I think it's more. Um, it's more in touch with who we are. It's like it's a, I believe we are all so special and so unique that our soul is, oh, I want to put words to it and I'm struggling as you can tell. But it's, it's, it's who our, our identity is. The core values tend to be more of what we learn from our environment. Mm-hmm. Does it mean they're in conflict? No, not always. I mean, honesty is a good virtue to have. Uh, uh, Love integrity certainly. is yes; those are all good values to have. But is it part of our soul? I think we all want to be loved. I think we all come from love. Uh, and we want to live in that environment. But I do think there is a difference between core values and soul. Have I- okay. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm thinking that maybe if we, if, you know, if the soul, uh, you know, is our eternal soul is our eternity. Um, mm-hmm. And if there's, there and is obviously that is the the enlightened part of us and if if that message is trying to get through and our core values don't mesh with that message i think that's when life gets a little topsy turvy and maybe you know and happiness and other things happen so it's mm-hmm. like to get everything in sync right right yeah um well that would be room for discussion you know, <laughs> more, thought, would. more thought more thought more thought so, and you, so what is the difference between religion and spirituality? I, uh, religion to me can get caught up in the, the church, the function of the church. Um, I'm in the South, as you know, right in the middle of between you two ladies. And I think too many times we get caught up in the ritual of religion. Spiritual to me comes from inside you. It is my core. It's my, it's my who I am. And, uh, so I really am more spiritual in my life and I am a Christian. So I attend a church and that is the religion in me. Does that make sense? No, it, it does make sense. Uh, the spiritual is your personal connection to whatever, whether it be God or the universe or however you want to put it. That is your personal connection, um, and, and it really has nothing to do with religion. Sometimes I just fear religion preys a little bit too much on fear. Um, if mm-hmm. you you know if you don't do it this way, then you're going to uh, you're going to pay somewhere down the line. And and I believe. God or the universe is a very loving God that isn't out to get you. <laughs> you know? so. I just think, though, that it's really easy for us these days to say, oh, I'm spiritual, and not go anyplace with that word. Yeah. Not to connect to a body of belief. 
And for me, I have to be connected to a body of belief, and my belief is God. So when I say spiritual, I am speaking of my religion and my spirit connecting to God. Now, it could be other people are connected to something else, but just I think there is, and I used to be in Santa Fe. I love Santa Fe, but, you know, there were a lot of spiritual people out there, but they, I, I couldn't find what they were connected to. In some time. So I think the word is is uh, used a lot. Well, I think it is definitely. Oh, go ahead, Linda. No, it's just it's just you know I just look at spirituality as my own personal communication with with soul, with spirit, with with everything. You know that that's what you know. That's what I do. You know, and it 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 doesn't. It, it just is. It's just the quiet time. It's the okay. it's the connecting time. It's the yeah. listening to your gut time. It's like following your passion time. That, right. You know, just all of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I I my time is in. And there's some debate about this. It's interesting. Um, You know, I regenerate myself through meditation every day. And not as much into prayer as I do with the meditation. Mm -hmm. Because I think inside of us, we know what is needed in our life and what we want to pursue. I think we can get strength from our prayers and talking to God because I'm a Christian. Other people do not find that need because they're perhaps they don't need to go to synagogue or to prayers or whatever. But I definitely believe it in the meditation as a way of listening to your inner soul. Yeah. Well, and it's funny, you guys, because I'm, you know, like I'm in, I'm in the middle here. It's like prayers kind of get me warmed up, you know, like if I start with my prayers and I do my rote memory prayers from a little girl because it comforts me, it relaxes me, Mm -hmm. it puts me in my right state. Or if I'm really freaked out, stressed out, frightened or whatever, I can go back to those prayers to almost calm and center my mind and get me focused. And then I can, you know, move from my prayer into my meditation because to me, prayer is me speaking to God, my meditation or my quiet time is when God has time to talk back to me. So I kind of need right. both. That's lovely, Sandra. Yeah, Write that down. Nice. As yeah. Oprah would say, you know, that's, that's tweetable. <laughs> tweetable. You're going to have to shorten the words, but it's tweetable. <laughs> Yeah, well, because I, you know, it's Joyce, and, and it's really Linda, I, I work on all these meditation things and jobs and, and people come to me and they send me these things to listen to. And I'm like, you know, my one friend, Mark, and I decided we were going to do this thing for 90 days where we'd meditate every day. And he was so good. He could tell me he would sit down in his bed and he would do his 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And I was like, crap. When I sit down on bed, I fall asleep. If I'm sitting on the couch, I doze off in the chair. And and it, you know, then I started doing tapes and and watching videos on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. And you know, and then I thought, well, what works for me? Well, it works for me to say my prayers until it calms me down enough to get in that state. And mm-hmm. you know, so anybody else out there struggling with, you know, this whole thing of like, how do you meditate or how do you get into this thing? Just know that you got to sink into your own rhythm, and eventually you'll find something that works for you. Yeah. Yes. 
there's no right or wrong. I mean, you know, walking the dog can be a meditation because, you know, as long as you just get out of your head and just, you know, just that's the thing, cut the chatter. Right. We, uh, yeah, we had, I'm, I assume you all had the same moon we did here in Texas last night. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> was that yeah. not magnificent? I was, was. Doing, I was walking, which brought that up in my mind when you said that, Linda. But it was just meditation walking and, and, and crazy and acknowledging how magnificent that moon was. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. You know, the eclipse and then that orange moon, it was it was it was very very special. Yeah. Yeah, we missed the eclipse. We had clouds. <laughs> oh. My son and I, my older son and I, he's 12, we sat out in these Adirondack chairs, you know, and we were just sitting there and it was so cool you guys because, you know, everybody's so fast and if you have like for me i have elementary school age kids and a middle school kid so you know we're going 100 miles an hour and for us to sit down and it was so funny because you know my kids and i are born of the electronic age and so (laughs) the eclipse you just gotta wait and you can't fast forward (laughs) it you can't speed it up and you can't and it was so funny because max and i were talking about that he's like mommy he's like we i guess we just gotta sit here and he's like it's cool but it's so slow because you know we're used to recording speeding through commercials it was kind of neat to sit quiet for a minute uh-huh yeah but it was is... worth the wait <laughs> oh beautiful. so joyce what do you do every day to connect to your true purpose and i know we've only got a couple minutes left and linda i'm going to throw the mic over to you oh you want me to answer or yeah you... go and then linda well i do i definitely start every day with meditation it's just part of my getting centered uh i want to hear more about what i want to what's coming up how i can shape the day but i also want to get assurance that i've got the day to have so you know it's that's how i do it i start every day with meditation and i think and gratitude i'm grateful for the day so there you go Linda, how about you? Um, you know, I try to do the meditation, and you know, I'm getting back into the into doing Reiki again. But uh, yeah, I think what I'm doing is just paying attention to how I feel when I'm doing certain things, and if it feels good, I keep on doing it, and if it doesn't, I stop. That's good. Okay. Well, I wake up every morning and I, I, I talk to God and I tell him, okay, give me the strength to get through today. Bless me. Bless my kids. Do tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it. And then I get up and I race through my day. And then when I lay down before I go to bed at night, I thank God for everything that happened. And I talk to him about my problems and then I fall asleep while I'm doing it. So, Mm. you know, that's what works for me. And I'm so glad, uh, Joyce, that you joined us on the air today, uh, for Linda Franklin and my Self, Sandra Beck. We want to thank you guys for listening. Connect with your spirit. Connect with your soul. Uh, give thanks for what you have and allow yourself to grow and learn and change and transition. We're all going to get there eventually. So see you when we do. Thanks so much.
We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and 